guys. I'm Greg. I'm Dave. Welcome to episode five. First of all, I want to apologize for being out of service. We had a major malfunction, mechanical errors. So we've been out for three weeks and, well, lot lot going on, family, and then uh, Mr. Big here and his uh, work schedule. So we apologize for being out, but we're gonna, we're back and we'll be putting out some more podcasts. So starting out, we're gonna get we're gonna hit some headlines real quick. Uh, more studies confirm the COVID night the COVID jab does more harm than good. Let's see. Texas church introduces children to drag bingo and a transparent closet. Unofficial Chinese police station in Canada. Time has arrived to legalize polygamy, writes a New York judge. CCP opens police department in the U.S. Oh, no, police departments, that's plural, in the U.S. Reality of immigration. Dead bodies, this is a quote, dead bodies all over the whole of the border, close quote, local leader says. And election software and CEO... Excuse me, election software CEO arrested over data theft, storing data on servers in China. Alright. First one, USDA wants you to register your vegetable garden in national database. So this is from the Citizen Free Press by Kane. Alright, check this out. U.S. Department of Agriculture has renewed its push for the People's Garden, People's <laughs> Garden Initiative, which now includes re- registering vegetable gardens nationwide. The move is to foster, quote, more diverse and resilient local food system to empower communities to address issues like nutrition, access, and climate change. So just in that one paragraph, let's hit some things real quick about uh, how to identify a red flag of liberalism or communism or Marxism. Well, the first thing that I saw was People's Garden. I mean, why? <laughs> who in America named something People's Garden? That's like People's Republic of China. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh-huh. Um, diverse. Do you see that word? More diverse. That That's another one. Uh, empowering communities. Currently, our U.S. government is not about empowering communities it's about uh, putting them in jail if you don't agree with them so that's definitely not right they don't want to empower communities more like enslaved communities uh and the big one of course climate change that's gotta get that climate change yep (laughs) school uh let's see school gardens community gardens urban farms and small-scale agriculture projects in rural suburban and urban areas can be recognized as a people's garden if they register on the usda website meet criteria including benefiting the community working collaboratively incorporating conservation practices and educating the public sounds noble huh these standards essentially define every community garden in the country now the government organization that shells out billions every year to companies whose products like high fructose corn syrup are responsible for a massive epidemic of obesity across the planet. We'll have a database of them. So they want to fight 
obesity, but they celebrate obesity. Oh yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Which is it? <laughs> well, here we go. Let's see. We welcome gardens nationwide. This is a quote. We welcome gardens nationwide to join us in the People's Republic. I mean, the People's Garden <laughs> effort and all it represents," said Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack. Quote, local gardens across the country share USDA's goals of building more diversified and resilient local food systems, empowering communities to come together around expanding access to healthy food, addressing climate change, and advancing equity. So healthy food fights climate change. There you go. All right. I think I'm with it now. So those for you, for those of you who can't see right now, Chloe is here with us. That's my dog, and she's a she she's a Doberman, 100% purebred, and she's which means she's very demanding of your attention. So she will she will beg you, pester you, and pester you. <laughs> if you stop petting her, she won't. Okay, no more. That's what you have to do. No more. And then you kind of like ignore. Her. All right, Sec Secretary Vilsack added, we encourage existing gardens and new gardens to join the movement, growing local food benefits, local communities in so many ways, and we offer technical resources to help. Also, it's a great way to connect with your local USD team members. Again, it is important to point out that the mission statement of the USDA does involve, excuse me, does not involve anything to do with keeping Americans healthy. In fact, their track record over the years has done the complete opposite. Case in point, in December 2020, a scientific committee composed of 20 academics and doctors recommended cutting the limit for added sugars in the diet to 6% of daily calories from 10% in the current guidelines. The group compiled a massive trove of data and presented it to the presented this request to the USDA citing rising rates of obesity and the link between obesity and health problems like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. She's trying to find a place to lay down and chew on her bone. Um, <laughs> carrying it around like a stogie in her mouth. Okay, uh, to be clear, you need absolutely 0% of your diet to be comprised of sugar, but this panel is seemingly new to USDA who, USDA, who hands out billions of taxpayer dollars to companies who specialize in addicting Americans to sugar. They would never get behind a recommendation against all sugars, so they offered a slight concession. The scientific committee asked for a measly 4% drop in the USDA's recommended sugar intake in foods, providing 835 pages of evidence. Pages. When was the last time you read 835 pages of anything? <laughs> um, showing the horrifying effects it is having on children and adults, and the USDA refused. Quote, the new evidence is not substantial enough to support changes to quantitative recommendations for either added sugars or alcohol. Close quote. Brandon Lips, Deputy Undersecretary for Food, Nutrition, and Consumer Services at the USDA, told the Wall Street Journal at the time. How can 835 pages not be enough evidence? The new evidence is not substantial enough. 
Wow, they need more, huh? After th 835 pages. 836. That should give it that. In December, <laughs> in December of 2020, it was clear that excessive sugar intake was connected to comorbidities like heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and obesity, all of which drastically increased com complications from a COVID-19 infection. Yet in the USDA, who pretends to care about your health, refused to budge in the slightest. Now, this same organization is claiming that it wants you to register your vegetable garden so it can place you in a database and put your healthy food source on a map. For your health, of course, you also get a cool sign for your front yard. Wow. While a handful of folks inside the USDA may have well-meaning intentions behind this program, the behemoth organization's track record and history clearly indicate that the overwhelming majority of them do not care about your health. Not only do they not care about your health, but most of them, most of their farm and food budget goes towards subsidizing products that directly harm your health. Chloe dropped her bone. No more. Hey, no more. Chloe. So skepticism over a National Garden database run by this organization is entirely warranted. As the world teeters on the verge of nuclear war and economic collapse, remember that in times of war and economic downturns, food is more valuable than gold. No more. All right, so, I mean, you feel comfortable, of course, registering within it with the government, don't you? The Department of Fruit and Vegetables is what it'll be called. Oh, yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> the DFV. Yeah, no more. No more. Okay, so, the next one. 25% of people who received... COVID vaccine missed work or reported a quote serious event close quote affecting their normal life functions according to CDC data alright this is from Nicole Dominique of the Evy magazine Official data from the CDC has been released due to court orders, as stated by lawyer Aaron Siri. Yes, it's spelled the same way, too. The findings show that 25% of people who got the shot from a database of 10 million couldn't perform normal activities and had to miss work or school afterward. L lawyer Aaron Siri has successfully obtained reports from the CDC after the Informed Consent Action Network sued the organization twice. The court order required the CDC to release crucial information on the vaccine safety. The data is gathered from 10 million individuals who utilize the CDC's vSafe. Okay, listen to this, vSafe program, a smartphone-based tool where recipients of the COVID-19 vaccine can go for health check-ins. The tool allows people to go on their smartphone and provide information on how they're feeling post-shot. The newly released data is eye-opening. According to the official CDC data shared by Siri, about 1.2 million people were unable to perform regular activities. 1.3 million had to miss work or school, and another 800,000 people required medical care after getting the vaccine. 
A total of 3,353,110 recipients were negative, negatively impacted by the jab. Siri appeared on Fox to talk about the lengthy process of attaining the documents. It took 463 days to receive the data. And Siri believes the CDC could have provided the information in a matter of minutes. Quote, why did it take numerous legal demands, multiple appeals, two lawsuits, in fact, before the CDC finally handed over the V-safe data? Close quote. Siri asks. These findings are very concerning. For years, the vaccine was advertised as safe and effective. Siri, this is the lawyer, said a big reason that they pushed the COVID vaccine is because they said, look, not everybody is going to get you know, seriously injured by COVID, but for many, it'll prevent them from having symptoms from being hospitalized or missing work. Well, now that we have the data, we could see that getting the vaccine caused 25% of people who got the shot within this data set of 10 million people to miss work, to have some serious event affecting their normal life functions. So far, 68.4% of the U.S. population has been fully vaccinated. Are you one of those 64%? Stated by our World in Data, it's difficult to determine just how many people have been negatively affected by the vaccine since the information on it seems to be suppressed. The CDC has not yet addressed the released documents and the information is not available on their website. First of all, those of you that have been following this, this vaccine stuff, pretty skeptical of the vaccine, already know about this. But what does that say about the CDC if you have to be sued twice to release documents that are in the best interests of the people? Now, the CDC is supposed to keep us up to date right yep yeah well their their entire job is just to present the information and let the chips fall where they may they i remember when um they were being sued for this information and i'm convinced that it was nothing more not necessarily trying to not release the documents i think they were trying to massage the data what's crazy is that even after all that attempts the the findings are still shocking uh, and it is it's, it's incredible on my way here I okay um, I got an article that the New York State Supreme Court ruled that it was illegal and unconstitutional for public employees, government employees, to be fired for refusing the vaccine. Good. And <clears throat> ordered that the city immediately rehire these people and back pay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that with uh, the military. Well, what's going to happen is that is <clears throat> that ruling is going to become precedent. Yeah. So you're going to start seeing this um, happening across the country and I mean and the private corporations that went that route are now 
open to serious litigation by people that have been that's good yeah so yeah it, it it's it's falling apart and th- this was another reason why i think they um sat on the information they, they tried to to keep this house of cards up as long as they could it wasn't sustainable and any degree any amount of the truth that came out it would just start falling apart here we are uh, anyway so we're going to keep an eye on this we're going to keep bringing you up-to-date information on this vaccine and its effect on the rest of us all right this next one is media falsely links hurricanes to climate change here are the facts this is from the daily signal Jarrett stepman so on this i'm just going to hit some highlights here i'm not going to read the entire thing so uh here are the facts on on the hurricane stuff so the weather is get difficult to predict media narratives aren't so those two sentences right there kind of set the tone kind of say it all for this some even suggested that florida shouldn't get aid because some of its elected officials oppose funeral legislation that would pump billions of dollars into various green initiatives and then you know there's the times article about about that saying people certain people should and shouldn't get aid i mean mean, that was sick is there any question that the left despises everyone else (laughs) i don't know and if i was listening to somebody today and i'm trying to figure out what is this percentage of people to still approve of biden i don't know if i had i i would bet that it's single digits in reality i I will bet that yeah (laughs) all right let me finish these highlights i'm just going to hit i'm not going to read this whole thing uh but it is in the show notes if you want to check it out uh decline in major hurricanes making landfall climate change yeah there's a decline so that that's a fact uh that you're not going to hear schellenberger Michael Schellenberger, author of Apocalypse Never, Why Environmental Alarmism Hurts Us All. That's who this guy is. The increasing cost of hurricanes damage, hurricane damage can be explained entirely by more people and more property in harm's way. So some of the argument is, well, hurricanes are being more destructive because we're basing that on the financial uh, uh, allotments being given out to people or what have you. But that's just saying that more people are condensed in a populated area, making more houses and vulnerable to being damaged. So that's yeah. that's all that's saying. That 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 he's alluding <clears throat> to um, Agenda Twenty One, Sustainable Development, United Nations uh, initiative, where ultimately their model is again to fight or combat climate change instead of building or developing across acreage mm-hmm. of land you build in one spot and you build up mm-hmm. <laughs> so instead of having people live on or buildings on 20 30 40 100 acres they're on five acres and up so that helps the environment and uh helps combat climate change <laughs> that's where he's thinking when he talks about too much people living uh, in in more areas. 
So, and I'm sure building up is perfectly safe for, safe for hurricane winds. Yeah. Building up. Yeah, especially right. if they use that Chinese imported steel. Oh, man, <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> NOAA, you guys are familiar with NOAA, National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, shows no long-term trend in hurricane counts since the 1880s. NOAA expects a 25% decline in hurricane frequency in the future. So here's here's is really good. It's all you know. Whenever there's a study, like you've always said, you can you can manipulate any study, uh, and this this is an example of how it's done. So, what's truly deceptive from the Times and other outlets in that the use of the 1980s is that they use the 1980s as the starting point uh, for when they say hurricanes have increased, but the 1980s were a historic low point. For hurricanes so that that's how you get the data uh, by starting there at the low point at the lowest point on the chart and then you work your way up so that's it's an, an example of the of the distortion uh, of the direct of the truth so the, what they do is they cherry-pick the numbers uh, and so that they can misrepresent uh, the, the, the people on their na narrative the trend of weather-related damage from 1990 to 2020 declined from 0.26% of global gross domestic product to 0.18%, Lomborg wrote. Bjorn Lomborg is former director of the Danish government's Environmental Assessment Institute. That was Chloe chiming in. Um, economic growth that's allowed societies to better tackle the impact of hurricanes is made possible by fossil fuels how about that so um, what you've been hearing about lately about hurricane is electric cars exploding catching on fire with the salt water interacting with the battery of these electric vehicles so you know, how many times do we have to say that liberalism is a disease, it's a cancer, and it destroys everything it touches? All right, let me finish this article out. A uh, century ago, Lombard wrote half a million people a year used to die of natural disasters like storms, floods, droughts, wildfires, extreme temperatures. Since then, according to Lombard, global annual deaths from natural disasters declined 96% to 18,000 in 2020 they dropped to 14,000 you know I mean I would think that a 96% drop but is pretty have significant 96% up or down in anything is pretty significant yes it is but it's not convenient <laughs> facts don't matter to the left yeah <laughs> this next one here the US buys Almost $300 million in anti-radiation drugs amid Putin's nuke threats. This is about from the New York Post by Lee Brown. Uh, this is just one page, so it's real short. Biden administration bought $290 million of anti-radiation drugs this week as the president warned of the prospect of Armageddon. Being sparked by warmongering from Russian leader Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. The Department of Health and Human Services confirms that the major supply of 
N-plate, which is the name of this drug, was part of ongoing efforts to be better prepared to save lives following radiological neuro and nuclear emergencies. <clears throat> the drug, which can be used on kids as well as adults, is approved to treat blood cell injuries that accompany acute radiation syndrome, or ARS, in adult and pediatric patients, the department said in Tuesday's announcement. Such radiation sickness occurs when a person's entire body is exposed to a high dose of penetrating radiation reaching internal organs in a matter of seconds, the alarming HHS release noted. That's pretty messed up, huh? It is. I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I'm thinking, will they give that to everyone? Or, you know, will they let a certain, a certain um, percentage of the population just die? Yeah, you know? pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty honest. I mean, because you see how, if you don't, anyway, <laughs> we've heard stories about, uh, what was it, the Department of, no, uh, Homeland Security, Department of Homeland Security stockpiling weapons and ammo. Remember yep. that? That was a few years ago. Symptoms of ARS injuries include impaired blood clotting as a result of low platelet counts, which can lead to uncontrolled and life-threatening bleeding. End plate made by California based Amgen simulates the body's production of platelets to reduce radiation induced bleeding. The $200 million funding came from Project BioShield in the 2004 law that provides investment that encourages companies to develop the medical countermeasures that are critical to national security. The initial announcement did not detail how or where the drug would be distributed. Was what your question you were just asking. An HHS spokesperson insisted that the investment was part of, quote, ongoing, close quote, nuclear prep and had, quote, not been accelerated by the situation in Ukraine, close quote. However, it was approved just days before President Biden publicly admitted that Putin was not joking when he talks about the use of tactical nuclear weapons or biological or chemical weapons. Quote, we have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since President John F. Kennedy and the October 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis, close quote. The president warned during New York fundraisers for the Democrat Senatorial Campaign Committee. Alright, so yeah, that's old, but it's, some of you may not have heard it because you have to live busy lives because you have to work multiple jobs because you have... A heavy tax burden laid upon you which is another thing this is kind of off record or off the shoot this is not in the show notes but it made me think of something if I was gonna be president I thought about this you know how do you fix the world's problem well in my opinion you fix the United States and the United States ends up fixing the world's problems well however the night United States goes the world goes is the way I see it. So, very simple. You say, like, homeless population and all this drug stuff going on can be all fixed, not by government, by the people. I don't think it's the government's job, this may sound harsh, the or responsibility to take care of the homeless. I think it's a community issue. And here's the reason I think it's become such... A problem the government has put such 
so many so much red tape in the way of businesses and individuals and burden the people so much with taxes and regulations that the people have to work multiple jobs therefore the people are the family unit is separated a lot more because of work and so if you if you have a triangle of this going down then family separation because of uh, increased burden on tax and regulations then you have family unit breaking apart and then if you go down from that you have you know the sons and daughters getting easily influenced by narcissistic teachers <laughs> that want to push transgender so isn't this fascinating how all these little things have an effect they have a trickle-down effect so to speak I'm getting sidetracked but the point is let's say you cut let's say you make the tax 10% on everybody okay you, you get rid of all these burdens and you get rid of all these regulations now you have the family unit coming back together so that the parents can properly in, uh, espouse their uh, their beliefs all right Good. Uh, morals, traditions, traditions yeah, yeah, morals right. and traditions is what I was looking for um, so they're spending time together now the parents because they're not having to work all these jobs to pay for all these burdens of taxes taxation so on top of that, you have the communities uh, can come together now because they have time. Now on top of that, if you let the people have more of their money, they're able to give more of their money to private private enterprise yep. that solely invests itself in helping the homeless. Let's say. Yeah, I mean, you want to see a process get screwed up beyond repair. Let the government run it. I mean, th- this is proven that they do nothing but make things more difficult, make things more convoluted, and make things drag out a lot longer than they need to. This is government 101. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. is to us who actually had proper parenting and proper educating but it's not taught that way anymore right. for sure and a lot of these people they've never owned a business they've never started a business they've never run a business uh, they are in my opinion the least qualified that is huge right there that is so huge because in the military whenever there was a commander or a general over me or over us soldiers that did not have a combat patch on it was a, it was a problem for me because just like what you're saying you have a leader that has not gone through what you've gone through yet they're leading you without yep. having that experience so here you're saying the same thing you have these people in positions of, of high political prestige passing laws that know nothing about running a business know nothing about governance of communities except to enslave them so that's that's an excellent point right there um so yeah i got sidetracked with that but think about that think about you having more of your money you being available you being available to your family more and of course the family union is not what they want but wow things could actually be better okay 
that's a rabbit hole i got to stop because I'm going <laughs> to go down that and never come back out. All right, this next one, uh, this is going to be our last one. Doctors never warn me of side effects with hormone therapy and breast implants, D-Transitioner says. This is from Jillian Richards of the Daily Signal. Uh, this one's two pages, but I'm just going to try to hit some highlights here. Uh, this one is also in the show notes if you want to look into it further. Abel Garcia began transitioning from male to female at age 19 while living in SoCal, Southern California, after attempting to live as a young woman for a few years, though he decided to detransition to a man again, but not without resistance from those who readily had signed off on his hormone treatment and breast implant surgery in the first place. Alright, Garcia is not his real name, so just FYI. In the interview, Garcia is now 25, told the Daily Signal that he didn't feel, quote, masculine enough, close quote, growing up. He didn't have a strong male role model because his father often was out of the home working. And wow, I just talked about parents having to work extra. So... Case in point, right there, the dad, and often the mom too, can't be around to help the kids. And I just said that leaves them susceptible to this transgender ideology. Okay. Any ideology. Any ideology that's harmful because the parents aren't available, because they're too busy working to pay all these bills. Um, so, Garcia says... If I'm not good enough to be a man, I must be a woman. Uh, he recalls coming across a YouTube a video about transgender transgenderism when he was in his early teens. Like I said, they're very influential and looking to belong. And if you don't have the parent there to help them through that, he said that this planted a seed in his mind. He didn't act on it until after he left high school. Garcia told his mother in late 2015, when he was about 18, uh, about his transgender feelings. And he sought help from a gender clinic, <laughs> a gender clinic in Southern California, where a therapist told him it, he was transgender in the first session. So let's, let's give you an analogy of that. You, you, go to a counselor because you're an alcoholic and in the first session the counselor says come back with a bottle of vodka or Jack Daniels or I mean in the first session the counselor says counsels you to do something that is detrimental to your addiction that's that's the analogy that I mean does that make sense yeah I mean that's just insane so he, he goes on to say that he they never got to an actual reason for why he thought he was a trans. Um, and the therapist said that she did not, and this is a quote, she did not want to gatekeep him, close quote. In 2016, Garcia's father learned that he was seeking gender transition treatment. Now this is bizarre. All right, so he's now 19, all right? And his, his effort to fix his son... Garcia 
So this is what his dad does. His, his dad takes him to a place, and he says, uh, pick a woman out of that lineup over there. All right? And so he picks a woman. And the dad says to the woman, I want you to take good care of him. It's his first time. <laughs> That's where you old school right there. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> his father told the prostitute as she led Garcia away. All right, so Garcia goes on to say, uh, nothing happened and that she covered for me. So he said to her, hey, um, I don't want to do this. She's like, okay, as long as I get paid, whatever. So, all right. But the whole thing traumatized him. So it wasn't until years later, after seeking more traditional therapy, that he realized this incident was the tipping point in his male-to-female transition. So the dad thought, hey, I'm going to help him out, and it ends up not really helping him out. <clears throat> but he continues to see this therapist in Southern Cal. See, a year later, two therapists gave Garcia permission for top surgery, which he noted is euphemism for breast implants for boys or young men like myself. During that same session with this therapist who signed off on the surgery, he, he gave me both letters giving approval for breast implants and penile inversion. <gasps> <sighs> oh, man. Yeah, you looked that up? Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got a visual there. Uh, uh, okay. So, okay. Uh, even though I had only requested breast implants... A few weeks later, Garcia says he received a letter from his insurance company stating that he was approved for both top and bottom surgeries. Now, if we were as insane as the left, we would go after the insurance companies and badger them so that they wouldn't do this. Isn't that what they do? Yeah. They don't go to you directly. They go around to whatever is supporting it yep. and try to take it out. Uh, Garcia initially had planned to wait five years for breast implants and ten for penile inversion. Right? Uh, and you see, it, it, it really speaks to how predatory these doctors are. Because very. they... Now, get this, right? And I think this is... This is some next-level evil stuff. These doctors, if you can call them that, know that the chances of an individual second-guessing this decision is a lot higher the longer they go to think about it. Which is why as soon as he went in there, after the first visit, boom. And then you see, you saw the timeline that he had. He would have changed his mind in that. I have no doubt that in that five or 15 year period that he would have changed his mind and i think the doctor knew that it's like no we got to get him in right now before he changes his mind and i think that is absolutely horrible because they know you know <laughs> i had a friend that used to say uh c's or a's in med school they're still doctors <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah, he mm. always used to say that. He says C's or A's, they're still doctors. These people need to be in prison for what they're doing. They need to be locked up and put under the jail. It's 
absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. And Garcia is not alone in expressing his regret. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds, at the very least, oh, that yeah. have come out and expressed their regret. They would, they were lied to. They were misled. They felt they were taken advantage of. They asked, "Why didn't someone stop me?" Um, and, and they, 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 they were have, rushed. Yeah, they have a very cautionary tale to parents and kids alike. And you don't see or hear a peep of it <clears throat> anywhere. No. And we've used sense. this analogy before about um, um, anorexia. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when teens were struggling with anorexia, no one said, you are, you're right. You're fat. And you need to lose more weight. You know, they didn't confirm anorexia. Yeah. But here we are confirming mutilation. I mean, what's the difference between this and a serial killer going around mutilating someone? I mean, it's not like piercing your ears yeah. that, you know, right. later on down the road you decide I don't want it. Yeah. You take it out, it closes up, life goes on. A lot of this stuff is irreversible. It's, there, there's yeah. no going back. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's, it's like cutting off an arm or a leg and then changing your mind later on. Can you get uh, a prosthetic? Sure, you can. But it's never going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah, ain't no coming back from that penile inversion either. <laughs> Those of you that have the stomach for it. Oh, you know? God. It makes oh me my like goodness. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking about it. There is no coming back from <sighs> that. It is done. Over. All right. So he wanted to take the transition slowly, that he told the Daily Signal. Uh, Gar- Garcia didn't move forward with bottom surgery, though he decided to receive breast implants in 2018. So that would make him. 20, I think 2021. I thought this was going to be good for me, and this is what's going to be the rest of my life, he says. His doctors didn't warn him of the potential side effects, his surgery, and hormone treatment. Garcia recalls he described the symptoms that developed since his transition treatment, including numbness in his chest, genital atrophy, and a tremor on the left side of his body. Doctors also didn't mention the effects of cross-sex hormones and surgeries on his fertility, he says. Around the time Garcia began transitioning to to a female, he joined the LGBT alphabet soup support group in California. He told the Daily Signal that the group initially showered him with affection. Of course, we've seen this. Now Garcia says he believes the group was using love bombing tactics, a recruitment technique used by cult-like groups to lure new members through praise and affection. Shortly after his surgery to create breasts, Garcia says he had a falling out with a member of the group. The group's love bombing suddenly vanished, he recalls, and some members began dragging his name through the mud. Then he hit rock bottom. I realized that I was always going to be a man. I was just a man who mutilated his body to make what I believed was a woman, but was just a caricature, caricature, a caricature of a woman. 
just three to four months after receiving breast implants, he says, I admitted defeat and tried my best to reverse everything. To reverse everything. Just three to four months. He sought guidance from the same, <laughs> from the same therapist who first signed off on top and bottom surgery for him. The therapist said that Garcia hadn't made a mistake. Rather, it was just childhood trauma returning while he was still recovering from surgery. <clears throat> Garcia finally went to see, well it doesn't say finally, but he went to see a different therapist who said he shouldn't be too cavalier with this detransition. De so I guess in California you can't find a real doctor. It's California, man. <laughs> Since he didn't, okay, this is interesting. The this is the tran, this is the therapist speaking. Uh, he didn't know the full extent of the damages reversing his transition would cause. So, when you're going into the the transition, there's no mention of damages. Yet scientifically, there are damages. But now, if you want to reverse out of it, suddenly they're ready to talk about the damages. And, and proceeding with caution. How, how does that work? <laughs> Garcia says he discovered that nobody wanted to take him on his on as a patient. Detransitioning poses a risk of to therapists who didn't want to be accused of so-called conversion therapy, which is banned in California. Man, that state. Oh, my. Did you ever see Escape from New York? I did. And then the second one, Escape, Escape from, from L.A.? Yep. Snake Pliskin. That, that, <laughs> that state, or maybe, whatever, can we just fence it off like it was in the movie and just let them live? Yeah. And, I'm, I'm and for it. I'll, I'll pay for that wall. <laughs> let them live their lives there happily. Yeah, be happy. And mutilate themselves. And go to town, man. You know, and live however they want to live. Uh... Eventually, with the help of Walt Heyer, a Daily Signal contributor who also used to live as a woman, Garcia began to reverse direction. Despite initial pushback, the same surgeon who gave Garcia breast implants removed them. The social detransition process in California took longer, he says. Garcia says he recently had one final surgery to remove excess breast tissue and skin from his implantation surgery. He now considers his detransition that sounds like a, a computer experience. Decent. She transitioned complete. Crazy. The experience was eye-opening, he says. Medical professionals don't really know what they're doing, and the world is more cruel than I expected, Garcia says. I, I think they do know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. And I think their motivation it's has satanic. to be... <laughs> That's what it is, man. <laughs> okay. But in, in a term that everybody can comprehend is money you know they got to be getting kickbacks from this recommendation just like hospitals were getting kickbacks from covid right. you know filing for covid all right lastly it says doctors are willingly allowing children and young adults who are confused to harm their bodies in the name of acceptance and being tolerant he says in addition to what we said where they're getting financially compensated i do hope the harm that i've been put through is able to help others so he's probably like well, yeah, it said he was 25. And basically, this goes back to his parents not being available because 
they had to work, or his dad not being really... Yeah, the dad tried. Probably might not have been the best way to go about it. But, I mean, you're right. There, there has to be someone at the gate in the home to protect these kids. And when, when, that, when that role isn't filled, then they have a much higher chance of being swept up in, in this nonsense. Consider this. What they're doing to kids, chemical castration, mm. is using the drugs that they use on sex offenders when they're guilty and have deemed uh, irreparable. Yeah, the same yeah. exact drug. They chemically castrate these vile sex offenders. Mm-hmm. All right, where is God in all this? Greg said money. I was quick. It's satanic. Satan wants to wipe out, destroy, pollute, tear down the image yeah, of Yeah, I mean, I wasn't denying what you were saying. I was yeah. just saying that in this case, Satan is using money yeah. as a motivator. Yeah. But you're right. It is satanic. Yeah. That's why I call them the demon crap party. Um, because, I mean, what institution institution's sole purpose is the the misery of the human race we are all made in god's image and and our enemy the devil despises that and i said this what maybe two or three episodes ago when you look at what's going on in the world today it it makes your head spin it's difficult to make sense of it the only thing that can help a person put this into proper perspective is to have a biblical worldview because the scripture says these things will happen it doesn't go into explicit detail on a lot of these things but it tells us enough so that when we see it we have a point of reference that we can that we can turn to in the scriptures and that in and of itself is a validation and the vindication that the word of God is true and he said these things would happen but he also told us how we can cope how we can stand how we can fight against these things and for the believer for the true believer when you see these things it should bolster your faith I feel vindicated and and strengthening my faith every day when I see these things because the book that I live by that I try to live by, the book that I believe unequivocally says these things would happen. And I, I see it. And it's the only thing that, that makes sense. So as, as bad as it is, you know, if if you have a right view, it points you to God. It, it really does. Because we realize how powerless we are in all of this. A lot of this, we don't have too much we can do, too much we can fight back. Especially, well, I mean, you know, voting season. That is where the the truly disenfranchised and 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 um, abused and cast down and downtrodden have their say at the that sacred institution of the voting booth of voting. Uh, but outside of that, we are 
really to some degree at the mercies of these people and uh, we have to understand that God wouldn't put us in a situation to lose he wouldn't put us in a situation to be defeated and instead of being discouraged I would suggest strongly that these events be used as something to strengthen your faith build your faith and and come to to terms with the fact that we need help from someone greater than ourselves someone outside of us we we can't win this fight mm -hmm. we can't it, it, it's not a stick and stones uh fist to cuffs type of thing we, we can't win this and but to add to that i would say that uh you know the what is your foundation everybody has to have a foundation yeah. You can believe in the cosmos, you can believe in the greater power, whatever it is you want to believe in. And just like the Bible talks about the house on the sand and the house on the rock, uh, that in these times, I think, is a, uh, what's that word, like a, a calling or a, I mean, let me just use a, a simple word, a weeding out yeah. of weak Christians. Absolutely. This, this is a time of serious testing of your faith so if you have weak faith then your foundation is probably like the house and straw of little pigs um, and the left comes and huffs and puffs and blows it totally down because you have weak faith or you were scattered among shallow ground where you grew up quickly but yeah. then you got choked out by the media um, but yeah that that you got to have a strong foundation. This is a testing of your faith. So once you realize what's going on, and once you can come to a point of putting your faith in Jesus or in Christ, in, in God, completely and totally, then you, you, you can have a, a happy feeling or a yeah. better feeling or a confident feeling because no matter what happens around you, God has got you. That's right. Like, like we've talked about before, you may lose your health, you may lose your wealth, um, but you, 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 you have your relationship with God that they can't touch, they can't take away. So you've got to have that, and you've got to be, I mean, it's easy to talk about and say that you're there, but when it, the testing time comes, which is, I think these times are, are great examples of testing your faith. I think what adds to the frustration, like you were just talking about, is the inability of us to not do more than just vote. Yep. Uh, I know that some of the things that I want to do are <laughs> illegal, but um, you know that that's that's where you gonna have to let God have it. You know, yep. let Him drive, and you want to drive, and. You want to drive it into the building, but he, he'll drive it. Let him take the reins. Let him have it. And you've really got to trust him because if you don't, if you say you do, but you really don't, then these times are going to strip away yep. whatever weakness. Yep. So you'll give in, like you've talked about, where you'll do what you've always done, and you'll, you'll get sucked into the rest of them. Or you'll be able to stand up and stand aside and stand strong and stand with the truth. So ab absolutely, um, yeah, where's God in all this? He's where he's always been, right? Yep. 
I mean, he hasn't changed. He's still that rock that, that's standing and the, and the waves are crashing on, but he's not moving. Well, it's just us that moves around. He is what he's always been. I like that. Ain't that the truth? So we got to realign our thinking with his. And if you're not and you hate Christians and you hate God, um, we pray for you, man. Yeah, we pray <laughs> for you. And I just hope that you get it worked out before Judgment Day comes. Um, but I, it would be better for us to be able to stand here and tell you about God and, and the need for Him in your life so that on Judgment Day, you won't be able to turn to us and say, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. You'll only be able to turn to us and say, why didn't I listen? Yeah. And so... We're, that's a big relief, I know, for, for us to be able to have a con clear conscience yeah. before God saying that we, we made it, we put it out there. Yep. And it was up to you. It's always been up to you to accept it or reject it. So that's, that's absolute, absolutely, absolute. But God's always there, and he's just waiting on you. Well, thanks so much for listening on your favorite podcast or watching us on Rumble. Please subscribe. It's free. We really appreciate your prayers and support. Also, please share this with your friends, family, enemies, etc. <laughs> you can reach out to us at, let's see, um, the Greg and Dave Show at Outlook.com. The Greg and spelled out Dave Show at Outlook.com. Until next time, eyes up, chest out, and stay safe. Peace. Peace.